Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Millennial Learns. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're new here, welcome. Let me give you a quick rundown as to how this podcast kind of works. So basically, I have two podcast episodes a week, one on Monday, one on Thursday. During 2022, all of the Thursday episodes are histories of a certain state in the U.S. We're doing them in the order that they join the union, so we're working our way through the states. On Mondays, I just do any topic that I want. So I have been really recently trying to get into homesteading, and I live in like a community with an HOA and stuff, so I can't fully homestead, but I'm trying to get as much into homesteading as is possible in basically a suburb. But we are on three acres, and so I can do a little bit. So I'm trying to learn all these homesteading skills, and this week I wanted to talk about raw milk because I have noticed a lot of controversy on Instagram surrounding raw milk. And what really sparked it was this one Instagram like poll or question box that said, how much is a gallon of raw milk in your state and can you even buy it in your state? And a lot of people said, no, it's illegal in my state. I can't go buy it. And then other people were saying like, you know, it's $10, $15 a gallon for raw milk in my state. And then I see all these homesteaders who have cows just literally drinking milk from their cow. Like the Ballerina Farm, um, there's this page on Instagram, highly recommend called the Ballerina Farm. I feel like everyone who's into farming follows her. She's beautiful and perfect <laughs> and has this cow named Tulip. And she basically just takes glasses of milk puts cinnamon and maple syrup on the bottom and then milks the cow right into a cup and gives it to her kids. So like how dangerous could raw milk be? So I noticed all this controversy where homesteaders say raw milk is not dangerous and very beneficial, but then it's illegal in a lot of states and like health officials say that it's bad for you. So I wanted to get the rundown on, is it actually dangerous? Like, what actually is going on with it? Is it actually smarter to follow, like, the CDC guidance? Or are they being a little bit extra in this case? Um, so, we are going to go all down the, the row of all my questions surrounding raw milk, including, like, what is it? Why is it controversial? Why do some people like it? Why do some people hate it? What are the laws? Like, can I get it in my state? Um, and then what do they sell at the store? Like how does raw milk become pasteurized and what's that whole process really about? So let's get into it. We have a lot to discuss and I hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, let's get into it. There's a lot to discuss. So, all right, I'm gonna try to do this in um, more in an organized fashion because I kind of want to step through like my research process and realizing how I came to the decision of whether I would or would not drink raw milk. So the first thing that I wanted to research is why do some people drink raw milk because. I get that there's like a whole section of homesteaders who have a cow, raw milk is very easily available and, you know, they, through a series of, you know, either cleaning steps or 
whatever precautions think, okay, this milk is clean enough or they don't want to pasteurize it or whatever. Um, it's very easily accessible, but there's also a whole group of people who aren't homesteaders who don't have access to animals who will, you know, who the sale of raw milk is illegal in their state and they will drive like multiple hours across state lines to go buy raw milk from a farm. So it's like that important to their life and their lifestyle and their family health and all of that stuff to drink raw milk, even though in their state they cannot buy it. So that leads me to believe that there must be some benefits of raw milk and I wanted to know what those are. So I read on this site about you know the benefits of raw milk and I will link it in the show notes below. Um, here's what they said about the benefits, the health benefits of raw milk. So it says raw milk contains lactic acid producing bacteria that can, that protects against pathogens. Pasteurization destroys these helpful organisms, leaving the finished product devoid of any protective mechanism that should undesirable bacteria inadvertently contaminate the supply. Raw milk in time turns pleasantly sour while pasteurized milk lacking beneficial bacteria will purify. So, okay, so the first point is that there are uh, lactic acid producing bacteria that protects against any pathogens. So if there is something that contaminates the supply of milk, these are useful to be left in there because they will protect you from that. Uh, and we're, we're going to talk about the process of pasteurization and all of that, but basically it's heated up. The milk is heated up to a certain temperature to kill the bacteria. And so the second point of this article is that it says, but that's not all pasteurization does to milk. Heat alters milk's amino acids, lysine and tyrosine, making the whole complex of proteins less available. It promotes a rancidity of unsaturated fatty acids and destruction of vitamins, vitamin C, Vitamin C loss in pasteurization usually exceeds 50%. Loss of other water-soluble vitamins can run as high as 80%. The Wolzen or anti-stiffness factor is totally destroyed. Pasteurization alters milk's mineral components, such as calcium, chlorine, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, sodium, and sulfur, as well as many trace minerals, making them less available. There is some evidence that pasteurization alters lactose, making it more readily absorbable. This and the fact that pasteurized milk puts an unnecessary strain on the pancreas to produce digestive enzymes may explain why milk consumption in civilized societies has been linked with diabetes. Okay, so they're saying that when it goes through this whole heat process and it destroys all these enzymes and things, it makes it harder on your pancreas. And so it could be, um, you could have higher rates of diabetes in societies that pasteurize their milk. Last but not least, pasteurization destroys all the enzymes in milk. In fact, the test for successful pasteurization is the absence of enzymes. So the overall article here and, and what I've seen from following a lot of people who drink raw milk purposefully is that there are health benefits that they are not willing to sacrifice. So all of these enzymes and the minerals and things they think are very, very important. And that is why they, a large part of why they drink raw milk. Now, I need to look at the other side of the debate, of course, as to, you know, raw milk does not have any nutritional benefit. So on the CDC website, they have like a question and answer about raw milk. And one of the 
questions is, does pasteurization change milk's nutritional benefits? And their answer is, most of the nutritional benefits of drinking milk are available from pasteurized milk without the risk of disease that comes from drinking raw milk. So very vague, very, very vague. And then a second question on there is, is it true that raw milk has more enzymes and nutrients than pasteurized milk? And it says the heating process of pasteurization inactivates some enzymes in milk, but scientists do not believe these enzymes are important in human health. Some nutrients are somewhat reduced in pasteurized milk, but the U.S. diet generally has plenty of other sources of these nutrients. For example, vitamin C is reduced by pasteurization, but raw milk is not a major source of vitamin C for humans. Okay, this brings up a good point because I don't necessarily think that, okay, let's say half, or let's say all, just to make it an extreme example, let's say all of the nutritional benefits are taken away uh, with pasteurization, but like for example, vitamin C, not a major source, uh, milk is not a major source of vitamin C. So let's say you get no vitamin C for milk anymore. Well, if you can eat an orange and you get all the vitamin C you need, like that doesn't seem like a bad trade-off. Like that would maybe be a good point if your risk of drinking the raw milk is very high. So it really comes down to a risk reward benefit or risk reward analysis. If you're if you have a high risk of like dying from raw milk, then the nutrients probably aren't worth it, you know? So that kind of took me into a question about like what are the actual risks of drinking raw milk because I need to be able to weigh the risks versus the health benefits that everyone seems to think that there is in these kind of homesteading communities. So according to the CDC, raw milk is milk that has not been pasteurized due to harmful or milk that has not been pasteurized to kill harmful bacteria. It can come from any animal. Raw milk can carry dangerous germs such as brucella Campylobacter, Cryptosporidium, E. coli, Listeria, and Salmonella, which can pose serious health risks to you and your family. It says, while it is possible to get foodborne illnesses from many different foods, raw milk is one of the riskiest of them all. Some people who choose raw milk thinking they would improve their health instead found themselves or their loved ones sick in a hospital for several weeks due to infections caused by germs in raw milk. Getting sick from raw milk can mean many days of diarrhea, stomach cramping, and vomiting. Some people who drink raw milk have developed severe or life-threatening diseases, including Guillain-Barr syndrome, which can cause paralysis, hemolytic uremic syndrome, which can result in kidney failure, stroke, and even death. Okay, I'm not kidding. If you read the whole CDC website about raw milk, it would, you would, it would make you think that if you took a sip you would die like immediately it seems so scary and that's like the first website i went to when i was researching raw milk because only things against raw milk come up like you have to kind of dig too far to see anything that's like pro raw milk or how to make sure your raw milk is safe that kind of stuff they're like even if you take all the precautions, you could still like basically die from raw milk. They mention possible death a bunch of times, but we're gonna go into some of the numbers and see like I don't think I don't think it's that big of a concern. But that is what they say is the risk that you can catch all of these different bacterial or yeah, bacterial conditions, or you can you can catch one of these bugs 
and you can get very, very sick and possibly die. So that is the like risk in terms of just if you just drink any raw milk, you could have some bacteria that's in it. And I don't want to downplay that on purpose because I've already kind of made up my mind. It can be very not pleasant if you actually catch one of these. But I just think that when we explain like the precautions you can take and things like that, I think that the risk of this is a little bit overplayed on the CDC website. So my next question was, should, you know, if you want to drink raw milk, what, you know, if, if it's a super high risk, I don't want to do it, but is there a way to basically drink raw milk and almost in, cause you can never really for sure know that it's a hundred percent safe, but the same with anything. A lot of the outbreaks that were linked to raw milk, about 30% of them were from pasteurized milk and 70% were from raw milk. Um, so you don't have a hundred percent guarantee either way, but if you want to drink raw milk and you're, you want milk, that's not so hard on your stomach or your pancreas or whatever, can you, what can you do to reduce that risk? So there's this website called the Prairie Homestead that I looked at and she is very like methodical and it makes a lot of sense how she explains all of this stuff. And so she said, one of the things that you really need to be watchful of is if you are wanting to obtain raw milk for your family, it is very, very important to choose the source of the raw milk wisely. There's a big difference between raw milk that is destined for pasteurization from a conventional dairy farm and raw milk from a raw milk dairy. She said she would never, ever, ever grab a glass of raw milk from the bulk tank at a conventional dairy because they're not as careful with the bacteria introducing things because they know it's going to be pasteurized. So for example, a lot of what causes these outbreaks of these bacteria is things like manure getting in the um, milk, um, mastitis of the udders, um, cow, like cows having tuberculosis. Okay. So it's mostly cow like hygiene basically, and you cleaning the cow and things like that. And so if there's a huge dairy farm at a conventional dairy place and they know that the milk is going to be pasteurized, they don't really necessarily, they don't necessarily need to be so attentive to every cleanliness thing that they're doing because they know that all the bacteria is theoretically going to get cooked out of it during the pasteurization process. So she said, I would literally never go and take a glass of raw milk from a conventional dairy place because I know that they're not very careful with it. And more likely than not, there's going to be bacteria definitely in that milk. But if you go to a raw milk dairy farm or dairy they, they just call it a dairy, a raw milk dairy. You know that they know that it's not going to be pasteurized. So the, like they're cleaning the udders, they're checking the cows, they're making sure the udders look good. They are, you know, taking these steps to ensure that the milk is clean. Uh, on her website, the Prairie Homestead, she also says, I know our cow and I know she's healthy. She has been tested for brucellosis as well as tuberculosis. I know she eats a good diet. She is grass fed. I am very particular in the way I milk her and how I handle the milk afterwards. 
and I am comfortable in the way we have minimized our risk um, because of all those things. So you test your cows, you feed them well, you, a lot of people I read and, well, I'll get into that in a second, but she says, I know we have minimized our risk. In fact, I feel as though there is less risk in us consuming our raw milk than there would be in taking a gamble with the health issues that can arise from consumption of pasteurized milk. And of course the CDC would call her crazy because, oh, you can never actually, you know, they, their mindset is you can never drink safe raw milk. Any raw milk will, you know, caught, could, and probably will cause, uh, these disease outbreaks. So here's the actual step-by-step of what the Prairie Homestead blog lady (laughs) does um, to make sure that her raw milk is as safe as possible. So step one is to clean your cow's udder. She said before she sits down, um, she takes a hot, wet towel and she wipes off the cow's udder with that towel because sometimes she like the cow lays in the mud or she gets some you know, dirt on her udders. And so it needs to be nice and clean so that none of the bacteria from the dirt or manure gets into the milk. She said some people use bleach to wash their cow's udder, but she does not. And she doesn't think it's needed. So she just uses hot water. After she washes it down, she sprays the first two or three squirts of milk from each teat onto the ground, not into the bucket. So because if there's something like a little bit stuck in the udder, she wants it to kind of wash out through the first couple squirts of milk so she just squirts those on the ground um and it flushes out any bacteria or dirt that is right on the tip of the udder so that is number one number two is the container or the way you're collecting your milk really matters you should have a stainless steel bucket plastic holds on to the bacteria and the smells and all of that so you want to bring a stainless steel bucket glass technically also works like bacteria wise but if you drop that in the barn it's really unsafe you know for the cows so you don't want to have shattered glass in your barn so stainless steel very important if you wash it out it gets the bacteria out very well number three is straining your milk for debris she said um sometimes there's going to be like cow hair or a little bit of hay or floaties in your milk. She said that's pretty much always going to happen, but she comes in and strains it pretty much immediately after coming in. And then she said, how big of a floatie is too big? She said, there are some days when it's just better to throw in the towel and donate your milk, milk to the chickens or pigs. She's usually fine with a couple bits of hay or a random hair, but if you get a big clot of manure floating in your bucket, it's best to just skip bringing it into the house that day. So again, you're just being smart and reasonable. You're being attentive to your cow, to the milk and saying like, okay, if there's a big chunk of manure, you're going to have bacteria in there. So just don't drink the milk that day, essentially. Tip number four is to cool the milk very quickly. So, um, some people put a reusable ice pack at the bottom of their bucket to cool it as it comes out of the cow. But she says that's, really usually not necessary she just brings it in right away gets it strained and puts it into the fridge because if you cool the milk rapidly it prevents 
the bacteria count from rising too much. It keeps the milk tasting better longer. And then they said, however, keep in mind that once raw milk has naturally soured, it's still good and can be used for a lot of things. And she has another blog post about what you can use um, sour milk for. So again, longer shelf life, if your milk naturally sours, that doesn't mean it's actually bad. If it's raw milk, you can use it for a lot of things still, but if you have pasteurized milk that's been set uh, left out for too long, it's bad. Um, okay, handling raw milk tip number five is to store your milk in glass. Only store milk in glass containers, never plastic. Again, plastic holds on to all the bacteria and things like that. And so you're going to want big glass containers. And then six is to just sanitize and clean everything. Obviously, if you're concerned about bacteria and raw milk and and that should be a concern because we want to have safe raw milk. Uh, you have to be cleaning your dairy equipment a lot. After She said that after I pour my milk into the jars, I immediately run cool water over my bucket and filter to wash off the milk solids. I don't use bleach to wash my equipment because she just doesn't like bleach, but some people do that. She says, but I do like to run everything through my dishwasher, which sanitizes the equipment. So basically very good hygiene is a must when you're dealing with raw milk if you are going to drink it if you have your own cow after reading that i would honestly feel a little bit um i wouldn't necessarily trust buying raw milk from someone else even if they're a really good dairy farmer or raw milk farmer i feel like i would want to be able to have the control to do all of those steps i mean myself or a family member like I feel like if I drove to Wyoming and bought raw milk, even though it might be good and they might be very trusted, I kind of want to know the process that they're doing it, how, you know, to make sure it's all, all good. So we cannot get, and I'll talk about the laws later, but I cannot buy raw milk in Colorado, but I'm just thinking like, I don't know if I would even want to. I don't like laws, so I don't like that that's a rule. But I don't honestly think I would go to a farm and buy raw milk if I could because I kind of want to like know the cow that it's coming from, know the person that's cleaning off the udders and looking for mastitis because a lot of these diseases come from mastitis in the udders. So you really have to be attentive. You really have to know the cow, like know if the cow is looking not healthy that day or like if they look sick. You have to test your cow. You have to know they're tested. So like, am I going to go to a farmer and ask all these questions and be the most high maintenance raw milk buyer ever, you know? So I'd rather just know the cow, milk it myself or have a family member milk it. And then I would drink that. And I, and after seeing that list, I feel like I would 100% like drink raw milk if I knew the cow. <laughs> so, and I knew the person milking the cow, but I do think that that seems like an extremely reasonable way to collect milk and make sure everything's clean and, and good. And that definitely makes sense why, um, she said, like, I would never go to a conventional dairy place and just take a glass of their raw milk because they are not thinking of any of those things. They're like, eh, it's going to be pasteurized. Like they don't have to like wipe off the udders and they're not squeezing the first couple drops under the ground. Like they're not doing any of that because they know, hey, if there's bacteria, it's going to, it's going to get pasteurized out. So, um, 
so that makes sense. So my, we're going to talk about the process of pasteurization and state laws coming up here, but let me just say that like, I have now come around to the idea fully that drinking raw milk is fine <laughs> if you are careful, essentially. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let's talk about pasteurization right now because some of these, um, some of these stats are, are very interesting. So, okay, what is pasteurization? Pasteurization is the process of heating milk to a high enough temperature for a long enough time to kill illness-causing germs, and pasteurization or pasteurized milk is milk that has gone through the, this process. What is the history of pasteurization in the U.S.? Okay, this says pasteurization was invented during a time when millions of people became sick and died of tuberculosis, scarlet fever, typhoid fever, and other diseases that were transmitted through raw milk. Pasteurization has prevented millions of people from becoming ill. Routine pasteurization of milk began in the United States in the 1920s and became widespread by 1950 as a means to reduce contamination and reduce human illnesses. It led to dramatic reductions in the number of people getting sick. Most public health professionals and healthcare providers consider pasteurization one of public health's most effective food safety interventions ever. It has an exclamation point. Many medical and scientific organizations recommend pasteurization for all milk consumed by humans, including the CDC, the FDA, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Veterinary Medical Association, and the National Association of State Public Health Veterinarians and others. So this is the other thing I want to point out. I don't want to demonize pasteurization because if you're on a huge dairy farm, you are not, no farmer is going to go have the time to look for mastitis in every cow, to look for any health sign in it, in every cow, to wipe off the udder of every cow. There's a definitely a time and place for pasteurization because we're mass producing milk. And so I feel like that process is overall a very good thing for America and like the history of milk and reducing illnesses and all this. Where I think that there needs to be some mindset growth is like if you're on a, if you own your own cow and, and you know the cow like the back of your hand and you have a perfectly good milk source right there, demonizing raw milk and, and there's a whole kind of attitude that people who drink raw milk are kind of stupid. Like it, you get those vibes when you read the CDC's website that like that people who drink raw milk are just these hippy dippy weirdos kind of. That's a vibe you get on a lot of these websites. I think there needs to be some, um, whatever the reverse of demonization is, like normalization of people who want to drink milk from their own cow in a sustainable way do not have to pasteurize if they a know the risks do whatever the do whatever you want and b know all the hygiene and the steps to make it safe you know as safe as possible so i think trying to you know pasteurization obviously was a good thing it prevented a lot of sickness but saying that every single ounce of milk that you consume even it's if it's from your own cow or own tiny farm, own couple of cows, um, I think is going too far. I think there can be a reasonable discussion on the CDC website saying like, 
hey, if you have your own cow, if you're doing these steps, these are what can prevent you from from drinking contaminated raw milk. Never get it from a large dairy place. You know, get it from a small local place or your own farm. And that can really, I think, help in the discussion because they just demonize any raw milk ever. Um, I did want to talk about the... Um, statistics of like how many people have gotten sick over the years because um I just thought it was like way worse like they made it seem like the worst thing ever but let me just quote to you a few statistics here about the amount of outbreaks and how many people have gotten sick let me find it on this website because I didn't actually copy it into my notes um okay here we go. So, this says, from 1993 to 2012, 127 outbreaks were reported to the CDC that were linked to raw milk. These outbreaks included 1,909 illnesses and 144 hospitalizations. Most of the outbreaks were caused by Campylobacter, uh, E. coli, or sal salmonella. A large number of raw milk outbreaks involved children. At least one child younger than five was involved in 59% of the raw milk outbreaks reported to the CDC from 2007 to 2012. Okay, so then it just goes, um, children aged one, two, four, one through four accounted for 38% of salmonella and 28% of illnesses caused by Shinga toxin producing E. coli, which can cause kidney failure and death. But the interesting thing about this, okay, they quoted, first of all, 1,900 illnesses, if you read those years again, 1993 to 2012, that is 19 years that they collected this data, and there were 1,909 illnesses. Now, they did say that not every outbreak is reported, but let's just say this is a pretty good idea, because if it's not reported, I feel like the illness probably wasn't that that bad. Um so 1,909 illnesses over 19 years. It's like 100 people a year that got sick from these out of, you know, the world. And then 144, sorry, this is only America, not the world. Then 144 hospitalizations. So less than 10 people a year were hospitalized because of raw milk related illnesses um so that honestly does not seem that bad um the second thing to note they were very very specific with the numbers they always say it can cause illness hospitalization and death they were very very specific with how many illnesses were counted how many hospitalizations and then they said which can cause kidney failure and death but they quote no death numbers, which makes me think no one died from raw milk outbreaks between 93 and 2012, at least according to the CDC. Maybe there was one that, or some that aren't reported, but they never list any deaths, but they make sure to do exact numbers for illnesses and hospitalizations, which are low numbers. Okay, so I'm just saying like, I don't think the risk of it is too terribly high especially when you couple it with having your own cow 
or knowing someone who has their own cow and then making sure that these hygiene steps are followed like cleaning off the udders, checking for your cow for sickness, all that sort of thing. Again, I don't want to demonize pasteurization as a full, as a whole process for mass produced milk because it is a huge thing that prevents illness. And I don't think that we should just mass stop pasteurization or something because some of these dairy farms are probably gross, you know? But as for me and my house, <laughs> we will drink raw milk when we have a cow. So, um, okay. So those are the stats that I wanted to go over for uh, pasteurization. Now let's talk about state laws because I think these are, they're interesting and I have, I have thoughts, but let's go over this. So states may adopt their own laws on raw milk sales. However, at the federal level, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration bans the interstate sale or distribution of raw milk. All milk sold across state lines must be pasteurized and meet the standards of the U.S. Pasteurized Milk Ordinance. So you cannot sell milk across state lines. You cannot sell raw milk across state lines. It all must be within the state. However, that does not prevent people from going across the state lines to buy milk in that state. Like, let's say it's legal in Wyoming. I could drive to Wyoming technically, buy milk in Wyoming. It's still an interstate sale and then I can come back. You know, technically that's a loophole. People do that for fireworks all the time. Um, but yes, you cannot just, you cannot like ship raw milk to Colorado from Wyoming or something. Okay, as of April of 2016, the sale of raw milk in stores is legal in 13 states. 17 states only permit raw milk sales on farms. Eight states that prohibit sales allow acquisition of raw milk through a cow share agreement. And in 20 other states, all sales of raw milk are prohibited. Now, a cow share agreement is about the dumbest wording I've heard not to be mean, but, but basically what a cow share agreement is, is let's say I own a cow and I, but I live in a suburb. Okay. And I'm not allowed to have a cow. I can pay someone to board my cow. And so a farmer will feed and board my cow. And if they milk the cow, I can have the raw milk from my own cow. It's not really a cow share agreement. It's like getting my own milk from my own cow that someone else happened to milk. You know, I think that's kind of dumb that that even has to be a rule. If you own a cow, you should be able to get, you should be able to get the milk from that cow. And that apparently is only uh, legal in eight of the states that prohibit raw milk sales. That should be universally acceptable. If another person is milking my cow, but it's my cow, I can do whatever I want. Like, that, that rule should change. Um, but anyway, okay, so drinking or otherwise consuming raw milk is legal in all 50 states because the government cannot tell you that you can't drink raw milk. Well, I guess it technically could, but that would be a massive overstep. It says, with the exception of Michigan, no state expressly prohibits the sale of raw milk as animal feed. So you know what that, with that Prairie Homestead article or blog post she was saying you know if you get like a big thing of manure in your milk for that day you might want to just donate it to the pigs or chickens um you cannot 
buy raw milk in Michigan as feed for animals. So, yeah, I the amount of rules surrounding raw milk is kind of insane to me. But I have a little bit more nuanced thoughts about this, so let's keep going. Okay, 13 states allow the sale of raw milk in retail stores. Those states are Arizona, California, Connecticut, Idaho, Maine, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Washington. Utah requires that the store be owned by the producer of the milk, and Oregon allows raw goat or sheep milk, not cow milk, to be sold in retail stores. Very interesting. All right, 17 states allow the sale of raw milk only on the farm in which it was produced. So you'd have to drive to the farm to get the raw milk. Those states are Arkansas, Illinois, Kansas, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Nebraska, New York, Oklahoma, Texas, and Wisconsin. Four states allow on-farm sales of raw milk as well as delivery of raw milk directly from the farm to consumers. A little bit more convenient. That is Missouri, South Dakota, Vermont, and Wyoming. And three states allow on-farm sales of raw goat milk, but not raw cow milk, which is Kentucky, Mississippi, and Rhode Island. All right, eight states allow raw milk to be obtained only through cow share agreements, which is stupid in my opinion. Those states are Alaska, Colorado, Michigan, North Dakota, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. That should be every single state. Wait, let me see. Oh yeah, okay. So then 20 states prohibit the sale of raw milk for human consumption at all. Because technically, I think with the cow share program, you have to then buy the milk that your cow produced. So this says, if someone, cow share agreements, if someone pays a farmer a fee for boarding and milking the cows that they own, then you get milk from the farmer from your own cow. But I guess technically it's considered a sale because you're paying the farmer to board and milk the cows. So it's a sale. So that is prohibited in Alabama, wait, this says states prohibit the sale of raw milk for human consumption. Okay, so there's 20 that ban the sale, but eight of those allow the cow share agreement. So, but Colorado is technically listed as a prohibit the sale of raw milk. So there are, tw that means there are 12 states. If you do that math, 20 states prohibit the sale of raw milk, but eight allow you have the cow share agreement that means 12 states not only prohibit you from buying milk for human consumption or selling it for human consumption but they also prohibit cow share agreements which is you can't even pay someone else to milk your own cow dumb that is in my opinion very dumb so I'm trying to figure out which states actually, so North Carolina, you cannot do a cow share agreement. New Jersey, you cannot. Uh, Montana, Maryland, Louisiana, Iowa, Indiana, Hawaii, Georgia, Florida, Delaware, and Alabama. You cannot get the milk from your own cow if they're not living on your land. 
So those are the rules per state. So whatever state you live in, um, check your local laws. But here's the thing, like I mentioned, I mean, I don't like laws like this. I don't like this overstep of like, hey, I, if you know the risks, you know, the government, good old government is going to protect you and cradle you and make sure you don't get salmonella. Like, I don't like that. If you know the risks and you think that it's worth the risk, then you should be able to buy raw milk. Um, however, like I mentioned, I probably wouldn't even naturally come up against this law, even in Colorado, where it's very, very restrictive because I probably wouldn't go to a farm and buy raw milk. From what I've read, it's like, I wanna be the one to handle the milk or a family member or someone I very closely trust. I don't really want it to be like just someone who I'm getting raw milk from. So I probably would never be, I would never run up against this law because I'm not gonna drink raw milk till I have a cow or till like one of my aunts has a cow. Um, but I still don't like the laws. So those are the laws that is why it's controversial and i think i covered pretty much everything i want to cover basically it just comes down to if you feel like the health benefits outweigh the risks if you feel like you can reduce the risks enough then go for it and drink raw milk check with your local laws about if you're able to buy them but i think overall the best thing and the thing i feel most comfortable about is at some point getting a cow and putting in the work to like learn about this make sure i'm like taking care of uh the hygiene and cleanliness that goes into safely drinking raw milk and the other thing i want to note is like don't trust everything you read without really digging into data because if you read the cdc website or any of these many websites you would think that anyone who drank raw milk is stupid they're like on the risk of dying like they're at risk of dying and that it's completely unsafe and you can do nothing to reduce the risk of disease in raw milk which is just simply not true there are things that you can do to reduce the risk of course there's always a risk with anything um and that is the same with raw milk but i do after researching this more in depth i do feel comfortable with one day consuming raw cow's milk so that is all for today. I hope you learned a lot and I will see you on Thursday for another state history episode. Have a great night, everyone. Bye.